1: A new surf and turf restaurant on Frankfort Avenue. I like to say we're bringing the fish back to Fishtown. What they're serving up and how they're dealing with COVID-related supply shortages. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia.
0: That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really
1: hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadass Kuznets at the Finn 1000 Frankfurt Avenue in Fishtown with General Manager Jeff Schroth and Executive Chef Val Bay. Jeff, tell us a little bit about the type of restaurant this is.
2: So we are a surf and turf restaurant that is brand new to the Fishtown area. I like to say we're bringing the fish back to Fishtown. We're more like a contemporary casual restaurant. So you're not coming in thinking you're going to get a fast uh, cheeseburger. This is a sit-down, relax, enjoy the atmosphere, surf and turf restaurant with amazing dishes and an amazing uh, cocktail bar.
1: So speaking of the menu, Val, you are the executive chef. What is on the menu?
3: We have a a big array of uh, classic seafood dishes. We have a fantastic steak program, but we also try to get creative and uh, do all kinds of interesting uh, things.
1: So what are some of the highlights on the menu?
3: I think I would immediately get the shrimp and grits, which is kind of fantastic. People talk about the crab cheesecake, which is a super interesting dish. And I think bison steak is something you can't get everywhere. Another great highlight is our seafood tower. You get like a mix of fresh-hucked clams, fresh-hucked oysters. We have a scallop crudo on there, all kinds of different crabs, lobster tail. It's a lot of seafood, perfect as an appetizer or to share um, with like two to five people. Three tiers looks amazing and uh, looks very impressive on your table.
1: So you can order that for the whole table?
3: Yeah, that is, I mean, you you need to be really hungry if you want to eat that by yourself. But it, it just, um, yeah, we bring you four sharing, four to six sharing plates and then you just have it on the table and share it with your friends.
1: What does it take to prepare? Like, what's the menu preparation like?
3: Well, we did a lot of research. We got a lot of fresh fish in. Um, uh, we did a lot of price comparison and flavor comparison. Um, every recipe was uh, extensively Test, test it. And then we came up with this menu. And um, I think we it's a good menu. We're proud of it.
1: Do you take COVID into consideration and, you know, maybe supply issues?
3: Absolutely. Uh, especially during this time right now, uh, seafood has become very expensive. So yeah, we have to work around some things. Uh, we take COVID very serious. We require people to wear masks when they're not sitting at their table. And we just hope that we're making it through this, especially opening right now is, uh, is a tough thing, but uh, we're very positive with it.
1: How did COVID impact some of your choices on the menu?
3: There's certain things that are hard to get at the moment. I think mostly mentionable is uh, glassware and uh, plateware was hard to get in, and it took a long time. Food-wise, we focused on that, knowing that we're going to have some supply issues,
2: so that was not really a problem for us.
1: And this used to be Mad Rex. So tell us about you know how you changed it up.
2: From the first time I walked into now, I would say I can't even recognize <laughs> uh, what if Mad Rex was even in here. We knocked down some walls. We we totally redid most of the um, interior design. We added some beautiful hanging metal fish.
1: We did keep one uh, or water- well, Mad Rex was a little extreme. I mean, they were very extra.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, a little is not saying it. It's They were very extreme, and the first time I walked in, I had nightmares. I had uh, zombies staring at me in my dreams. Weapons inside the bar, and grenades and handguns everywhere. But now you won't find anything like that.
1: You have metal fish hanging from the ceiling.
2: And they're beautiful, and... Uh, uh, straight from uh, Japan and China that we had them imported in and bought. We had them designed specifically for this restaurant. The metal walls, the rope, the stone were given that pre-industrial kind of feel to everything.
1: Was that here or is that new? What's that? The metal, industrial, nope, the walls. Nope, that's, that's all okay. of us. All of us.
2: Yep. Yeah, the stone on the walls that you can see around the restaurant, that is from Bad Rex.
3: Okay.
2: We did keep a little bit of the original, and actually, I, what I believe that was here from the original restaurant that was here, it was a small Italian restaurant, which is not small at all. This place is ginormous.
1: Yeah. How many seats do you have in here?
2: Right now, we are looking at about 160, and then with the bar, about 40 at the bar, and then our... Uh, cocktail tables all around the bar and uh, in the area where the garage doors are, that also is featuring a 20-foot TV.
1: For sports and stuff?
2: For anything. Just yesterday, I put a uh, aquarium screensaver up there, and it's literally work of art on a a 20-foot TV.
1: Tell me about this open kitchen.
2: Well, I mean, who doesn't want to see what's going on in the kitchen? Who doesn't want to see all the magic that's going on in the back? The open kitchen... To me, every time I go into a restaurant and see an open kitchen, I say to myself, God, I would love to have that in my restaurant. And this is now finally I get to have it.
1: So the glass there, would you have planned it that way if it wasn't for COVID? Or is that, you know, kind of closed in because of COVID?
2: No, I've never seen a, I don't know, a restaurant that is completely open. It was like that when we got here. We decided to keep it and COVID or no COVID, it would always stay like this.
1: Yeah, because the fish is right up against the glass. Do you want to describe that?
2: Yeah, so we have an ice bar that you can go up and look at, and uh, the chef will literally take the fish from there and start cooking for you. I mean, it's almost like you could say a smorgasbord of just, oh, I want that, oh, I want that. That
1: reminds me of like the old school grocery stores where you're like, I want that fish.
2: Yes. The wonderful thing about
3: uh, this open kitchen with the glass front is that we, do, we, ha- we don't have anything to hide. You can literally watch us prepare the freshest fish, and you see it sitting there on ice. So, are
1: you uh, like a filet master?
3: I, I know how to use a knife, yes. <laughs> Correct. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm a master, but I know how to put your fish. And um, we do it literally right there. Yeah. Depending on what time of the day you come in, you can watch us through the window.
1: How fresh is it? Because these aren't tanks. This is ice.
3: Well, the, fi- the fish that you see at the very moment, I got in about a half hour before you arrived. Ah.
1: Yes. And do you also have tanks or holding tanks?
3: We do not have holding tanks. Um, the only live animals that we have here, I guess, are mussels, clams, and lobsters. Yeah, sometimes sea urchin.
1: Is there anything that people need to know at home about fish? Like, what can you tell us that we don't know?
3: I think there's a general rule. After you make sure the fish you buy is fresh, which you usually can tell by the eyes how glassy they are, um, the general rule would be um, eat it within three days. Actually, eat it within two days or eat it immediately. Check out your local fish store and, you know, keep your eyes open and see when they are purchasing. I believe Monday and Friday is usually a good day to buy fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah
1: what's the worst deed by fish?
3: That's a good question. Uh, I think probably. The day before they buy it, right? The the day before they buy it, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) They're
1: getting rid of everything and it's old. What are you most excited about with the menu, with, you know, opening up to everybody?
3: I love that um, while we do have a set menu, we have so much room to play around and get seasonal things, get super exciting seafood from all around the world, and our purveyors are great with that. So we we can be very creative and just try to bring everything here that uh, I would eat or want to eat myself.
1: Is there anything else that you want to tell us about the menu? Appetizers, desserts. Um, <laughs> Who's doing the desserts? Is it you or do you have a separate pastry chef?
3: No. I like to see my team as uh, we all work on everything together. So yes, I developed the recipes, but everybody knows how to prepare everything. My garde manger, the, the guy that does the salads and the, most of the appetizers is also in charge of the desserts.
1: So what are some of the, give me some app highlights and some dessert highlights.
3: Uh, we make a fantastic chicken and waffles, actually, as an, as an appetizer. Our mac and cheese is great. We have local um, bronze-dyed uh, pasta shells, uh, cheese mix, and uh, then you can uh, add on some lobster meat or fillet tips or some braised pork belly on top of that. On our ice bar, you can pick between different chilled seafood. I'm talking snow crab legs, Alaskan king crab legs. Uh, We have some Cajun shrimp that you peel. Um, Obviously, we have oysters on the half shell, but we also have clams on the half shell. We also steam them. Dessert-wise, we make our own root beer. I've always loved making root beer, so we make a root beer float with house-made root beer, and we will put some bourbon in there, if you please. So, yeah
1: root beer with ice cream with bourbon
3: yeah it's a house made root beer on vanilla ice cream and then we put some bourbon in there i'm obsessed with that drink and uh I think people should try it.
1: Do you want to tell us about your background, about where else you worked or where did you come from?
3: Yeah, so I grew up in southern Germany. I came here about 10 years ago and I've worked in a few places on the main line. I started in Downingtown. Just recently, I left Brahaus Schmitz, the one German restaurant in Philadelphia. I was the executive chef there for three and a half years and uh, took a break from cooking during COVID. And uh, I am now back.
1: What excites you to do this style of menu as opposed to you know, traditional German food?
3: I think the fantastic thing about this restaurant here is that we can do whatever we want. If I want to cook French, I can do that. If I want to do something German, I can do it. I can literally cook whatever it is. The only parameter that we have is surf and turf, which is not a parameter at all.
1: Have there been any challenges to overcome? This is a big space.
2: Uh, a lot of challenges.
1: Especially, you know, during COVID, I can imagine.
2: The supply and demand has been the largest, most difficult challenge I have come across in 17 years of restaurant experience. Getting something in that was so simple prior to COVID is now like, you know, I'm growing gray hairs over it daily.
1: So, I mean, this must be really in your blood because you still wanted to open a restaurant in COVID. I mean, we, I keep, I've been saying COVID for the past two years because who knows when we'll be out of it. Sure. I guess
2: sure. that's part of opening? It is. It's still the the dream, you know. It's, it's the teamwork makes the dream work. And every day up until this point, I l- kept on looking this place with the owners and they gave me the shot and they said, you know, create it and make a profit. And, you know, if I do it, amazing. And we're going to open hopefully 20 to 30 more. And if I don't do it, maybe I'll come to you and... Start looking for work. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? No, but I, I So this see, is
1: part of a bigger picture.
2: This is part of a bigger picture. Do
1: you want to tell me about
2: that? So we're a brand of Crab de Jour. A uh, restaurant has, chain. A restaurant chain that has about 80 locations throughout the U.S. And this is the very first of this kind, this new brand that is the contemporary casual. We've already selected certain cities in the country that we think the Finn would do amazing in. And of course, Philadelphia had to be the first. Fishtown. I mean, it's, it's where the fish are. You know, shad is why you could wor- walk on boats without touching water in the 1800s. Fishing for shad, we'll have shad here at the restaurant during the season. You know, pay homage to what Fish Town really is. Yeah,
1: did you do a little research into the history that you could tell us about?
2: We've done a lot of research. I have. I've done a lot of map readings where things were in the 18 and 1900s, early 1900s. And uh, you know, you had the Sugar House Factory right across the street, which was now Sugar House Casino, which is now Rivers. And we have a beautiful view of the. Ben Franklin Bridge. So, the fireworks when they come out this year are going to be amazing from our location. Uh, I did want to go back to real fast the menu, if oh, I yeah. could say it. So, one of the things I'm most excited for is the things that are not in the menu. So, the ideas that Chef and I keep on coming up with around the certain holidays, we're going to be bringing in fish that I haven't seen on menus.
1: Like what?
2: So we've talked about getting, uh, how big was that grouper that we were talking about though and chef? Yeah, we just
3: want to get like some really big fish in and like butcher it. And uh, I was thinking about getting a huge grouper in and then, you know, butchering it with my team. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think around uh, the grand opening Well, which is now We want to do a giant shark as well and butcher that and and feed it to the uh, guests. And, you know, it's just certain little things like that, I think, is very exciting to having a true surf and turf restaurant in the city.
1: What is it that excites you about seafood? Why seafood?
2: Why not? Why not seafood? I mean, you could look around the city and a real surf and turf restaurant or even just a real seafood restaurant. It's hard to come by without breaking the bank. Our prices on our menu are fair, and we're bringing in the freshest seafood you can get. Not to go against the, the big guys in the city. They know what they're doing, and you know we're not copying off of them. We're doing our own thing, and we're having fun with it. We're not chained down by anything. The owners say, go and do it and have fun with it, and that's our plan.
1: What's the average price point here?
2: Oh, it's going to be around the... For an entree, thirty to 50 dollars. It's a contemporary casual. It's like your three to four dollars signs on on Google, you know. So it still won't break the bank, but you're going to have a good time. Is there a dress code? No, no, no. There, there is no dress code. It's just uh, this is a place to come in and and bring a first date, or come on in and enjoy our chef's table, or come in and uh, get engaged to your uh, loved one. All
1: right. Yeah. So fancy. A
2: little fancy, it's a little fancy but but still the twenty foot TV kind of kills that fanciness so much so we're not trying to be something we're not
1: got it what are you most excited about
2: seeing people getting guests and in, interacting talking to the locals seeing where this can go in the spring and the summer without covid <laughs> please without covid
1: yeah do you want to say anything about that like what are your covid regulations are you worried at all
2: not worried at all uh, we've i've operated through covid and still worked every single day in a restaurant through covid And I'm not worried at all. You know, masks are required when you come in by the Philadelphia mandate. We're not requiring a uh, vax card. And we're still playing the safe. We have hand sanitizer everywhere. We know how important it is and how safety is a big concern for all Philadelphians. And we're going to abide by the rules.
1: All right. Anything else you want
2: to add? I think uh, I would love to talk about um,
3: our drink program really quick. Um, Please. So our bar manager, Phil, came up with an amazing cocktail menu. Um, What's his last name? Phil Search. And I think his drinks are absolutely fantastic. He does a lot of really funky and interesting things. And he came up with a great wine program as well. So there's a little bit for everyone here, but also some rarities, some really interesting stuff
1: you want to give me some examples?
3: Yeah, so the other, di- the other night I asked him to make me a, a cocktail and wow me, and he gave me a drink that I had no idea what I was drinking, and in the end it turns out it was not a cocktail. It was actually a, a vermouth to sip, and uh, blew my mind. It's really hard to get, but um, we, we have it for some reason. He has a lot of connections.
2: The one drink that really stood out to me is the Hanky Panky, which is a gin cocktail, and it's named after the woman who was the first head bartender at the Savoy in London. So we're giving a little homage to uh, her. Uh, it's a amazing cocktail. Uh, I've had it two or three times after work. And, you know, I really, I love wine. I love gins. I love whiskeys. But I always, it drives me right back to this. Uh, What's cocktail. it called again? The Hanky Panky. The
1: Hanky Panky. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the name of the bartender?
2: Ada Coleman, who was the head uh, bartender at Savoy in London. She was the first head server in the Savoy in London, which has only been done maybe twice in its history, which is a really big deal.
1: Let's celebrate the women.
2: Right. Yes, Exactly.
1: All right, the Fin is uh, open now at 1000 Frankfurt Avenue in Fishtown with uh, I'm here with General manager Jeff Schroth and executive chef Val Bay. Thank you both so much and congratulations on your new opening.
3: Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
1: That's it for this episode of what's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at food in the 215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadass Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadass Kuznets, and that's what's cooking.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy...